Hey, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Yunuqua. And we're the hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. Hello, welcome back to a new episode of the Kings of Hearts podcast. This is Andy speaking, your co-host here. In this episode, myself and Yunuqua have a deep conversation yet again. When do we not have a deep conversation about masculine leadership? And so there's a new book out actually written by John Wineland, one of our teachers, mentors. We we go to this guy for inspiration, guidance, and uh, super stoked that his book was released a few weeks ago. And in his book, John Wineland details his 10 principles to the new paradigm of masculine leadership. And as both Inuqua and I are reading this, we're like, we should do a podcast on this. We should talk about these 10 points. We should give the listeners, the audience, our take or our perspective on what this means. And the thing that we love to do, you know, when I is pick things apart and then extract practicality, wisdom for you then take it and integrate it into your daily life. So stick around. It's 55, 60 minutes of just great, great conversation. And I trust you'll take something out of it immediately. All right, tune in. Yunuqua, I would love for you to drop this in today. Jeez. He sprung that one on me, people. He sprung that on me. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Let's, uh, let's close our eyes if you're joining us for this podcast, this new episode. And let's just drop in. I invite you to enjoy us. Let's take a deep breath together. Three, two, one. Big breath in. Hold. And let it out. <sighs> yeah, just settle into that as you join us for the next 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. Welcome. Uh, here we go. Another episode together on the King of Hearts podcast. Thank you for making time. Um, today, we want to talk about leadership, right? Which, which, which is a big topic. And um, mm-hmm. this coming out of uh, books that we received from the core by John Wineland, his new book that came out which both you and I have been very excited about and um, wanted to, it just feels alive for us. So we wanted to jump and have a jump on and have a podcast. So here we are. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling alive for you right now, Andy, before we dive into. Yeah, this topic. man. Yeah. I would say like, just even right off the bat here, this conversation around leadership, it is a big one. You know, we're not going to fit all of it into one episode. This is an ongoing yep. journey. And even just, you know, with how KOH is growing and how we are growing as individuals, like the conversation of leadership may change and shift over time as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. And so let's just, um, I just wanted to say that maybe as a form of setting the precedence that this is the beginning of the road and there's no, there's no end. It's all about the journey. Yeah. It's all about that's the a beautiful preface. That's a beautiful preface. We're not yeah. going to sit here and claim in the next 45 minutes, we're going to give you all the tips on leadership. Like there are countless books on leadership. So, and leadership is something that at the very end of the day, whether it's books or podcasts or seminars or whatever, is that you're going to, you need to come down to your own version of leadership in your life. Yeah. Leadership, true leadership isn't about adopting uh, other people's wisdom and making it your own. It's about Mm -hmm. receiving inspiration and then formulating and creating and building your own version of leadership and also your version of masculinity, as we've said a lot in the past. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about, you know, having tools, having like this podcast, you know, this is one of the aims of this podcast episode is like, this is a resource for you. 
you do what you do what you must with it or or don't do anything with it your your choice yeah uh, but again it's down to the empowerment piece which i spoke to you a couple a uh, couple seconds ago there so like you 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 are the creator of your own version of leadership masculinity so i'm i'm going to stop that. there because i don't want to I don't, I don't want to start <laughs> repeating the same point in different words. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Let's, let's dive in here. Yeah. Um, with that being said, like just shout out to John Wyland for like getting this yeah. book, you know, out. And I feel like it's been a long time coming. So big shout out John, when, when you listen to this, not if, when you listen to this, thank you. And Andy and I, like we use a lot of your material, like, we use it in our men's groups. We use it in our own personal lives, in our relationships. And I just feel like having this book is just another tool in the tool belt of just how to be a grounded, conscious man navigating the world, mm-hmm. which takes leadership, leading yourself first. So with that, like, let's, in, in this book, he, 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 he highlights 10, 10 beautiful points and Andy and I want to use that and just go a couple layers deeper on these 10 points. So you ready, Andy? I'm so ready, man. And, and wonder, wonderfully said just around acknowledging John and his work and, and leadership and navigating the world, navigating yep. the world in a ma- from a macro standpoint, and then navigating it from a micro standpoint, like your relationships um, your, the role that you play in your life, your, your own emotions, even leadership of your emotions, leadership of your thoughts, that's more micro and then leadership of the world. So I love it, man. Let's go. Okay. Great. Let's alternate. You read the one, you read, I'll unpack. Yeah. You read, we unpack and then I'll read the next one and we unpack and then great. Let's dance with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, number one, take complete responsibility for what has been created in your life and in the world around you by ruthlessly reflecting and refining your relationship to it. Boom. What comes up for you? (laughs) Well, one of the, what comes up for me is one of the fundamental pieces of leadership is responsibility, Mm. taking ownership, acknowledging all aspects of what is happening in your life, or within a situation, mm-hmm. look, looking at all the blind spots. And that's what I, I love that he, the, the, the point is ruthlessly, ruthlessly, meaning like leaving no page unturned, leaving no blind spots unchecked. Yeah. Ruthless reflecting and refining yeah. our relationship to it. And our relationship to it is different. Your relationship with personal responsibility is different than my relationship with personal responsibility. Yep. Your version of responsibility is different than mine. So we have to, we have to get really clear on, on what that is for us first. Yep. 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 What still serves, what doesn't still serve, what we need to leave behind, what we need to reintegrate. Yeah, man, I completely agree. And, and, and to tag on what you just said and for Unuqua, to refine his version of things, you know, leadership for Unuqua when he was 20 is different than leadership for Unuqua in his thirties. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is refining, that is reevaluating, that is revisioning, that is, that is making micro tweaks to what we already know. And that's part of that being ruthless and taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the, that to me is what stands out about this statement is like, you knew, like, are you willing to let go of, of old paradigms, of old traumas, old hurts and be like, OK, you know what? When I was 20, maybe this situation didn't work out. And sitting here in 2022, I'm not going to let old Unuqua dictate how new Unuqua moves in the world, leads in the leads in the world. And that takes being ruthless. <laughs> From a very loving, conscious, grounded standpoint. Yeah, I love that, brother. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's really taking that warrior spirit and then bringing it inwards. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the inner, the inner battle, battlefield. 
our, yeah. our, our thoughts, our insecurities, our self-judgments. Our programming, our conditioning, yeah. all of that stuff, our nervous system, right? One of the, like, one of the, calibrating that. I love it. One of the, one of the most important things I ever done for myself thus far has been around not playing the victim anymore. Mm-hmm. Not playing the victim anymore. Like stop pointing fingers outside and start looking and start looking in the mirror. That's what, mm-hmm. that, that's the last thing that really comes up for me stronger. Now, when I, when I read that, take complete responsibility. It's like, yeah, stop looking out the window and looking for someone to blame and start looking in the mirror and asking yourself the tough questions. Yep. Why am I not where I want to be? hundred percent. In Why? every area of your life. Yeah. Why am I not wanting to feel this emotion that's coming up strong? Mm-hmm. Where in my life have I made a promise or a commitment and just never followed through? Like those sort of questions to me is yeah. real. It's directly attached to responsibility. Yeah. I love that. To cap it all off, man in the mirror, the man in the mirror, yeah. you know, if you can't look him in the eye and, and I say this very intentionally, but naked, so you stand in the mirror, butt naked, and have a conversation with yourself and see if you can make eye contact, you know, and hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Or at least from my, from my humble perspective. <laughs> Okay. And I'll just, I'll just say one more thing about this. this I love this topic. You know, one more thing about this is like, it's hard. It's hard to live a life of responsibility. There are burdens that come with that. Mm -hmm. It's easier to turn away and just give ourselves to the pleasures of life. I get it. I'm saying this because I want to relate with the listeners right now that it's not, rainbows and butterflies. It's not easy. And I, I want to say that because, you know, you, you know, we've been in this deep work for like four or five years now. And, you know, we're talking, to, we might be talking, we may be talking to guys right now that are just three weeks in. Yeah. So we get, we get it. You guys aren't crazy. It's hard. It's easier to just choose a comfortable path. And you're probably not listening to this podcast for no reason right now. You're here for a reason. So trust that piece, that part of you that's feeling called to listen. That's the part of you that probably wants to take responsibility. Dude, that's so good. And I could go off on one of the things that he says later in the intro. And a part of me wants to share. Another part of me is like, you know what? Let's move on. Uh, but yeah, it takes emotional stamina. That's what he says here. It takes emotional stamina. And that can be daunting. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. Well said, dude. Okay, I'll read the next point. Yep, let's go. Nice. Number two, cultivate a presence and an awareness that can feel what needs to happen in all areas of your life, in both the present moment and your current life situation. Then boldly attune to it and take action. What comes up for you? Yeah, like just... (laughs) that awareness that awareness piece around feeling feel what is happening you know how many i'll speak for you how many times have i felt something and i don't want to lead myself and so i eject right or or for whatever reason you just plead ignorance you know, for fear of being less than, for fear than not being man enough, for fear then of, oh, I don't know what other emotions, for fear then I don't know how to handle these emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus now being like, yo, like, dude, this this is what it means to be human. Truly, mm. to be human, to feel whatever you're feeling, mm. regardless of what is transpiring externally, and then move in love. Mm-hmm. And that can, and that's gonna be hard. It's hard <laughs> to be, you know, to feel anger in the moment, you know, and want to lash out or say something brash, and then to take a deep breath, you know, 
And then to go back to step one and be like, hey, what is my role in this? And then to execute, like that takes so much discipline and work. And so, man, I get it. You know, the easier thing to do is to feel anger and just lash out. That's mm. the easier thing to do. And so, yeah, that's what stands up for me right away. <laughs> I love that, man. I tell you passionate about that point. <laughs> it's a lot of good energy that came out of there, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. For me, what, what comes up really, really uh, strongly is right off the bat is like work on your nervous system come downwards from your mind down into your body. Only there you can cultivate a presence and awareness. Mm. We can't, we can't truly feel what the moment needs if we're in our minds. Cause the mind is going to want to, it's going to want to insert narrative or story or resistance, you know, the ego, right. It's always about protection from X feeling protection from Y story. Right. So it always gives us a reason out when this, this point that is being made here, cultivating presence and awareness is like, it's really wanting to call you into the present. It's like the mind wants to think about the past or the future. The body is always what's present, the breath. So cultivate that daily practice, breath work, slowing things down in your life, feeling sensations in your body. And then I think a really important aspect to all this is and he alludes to it at the end of the paragraph there is like to take bold action, right? Yeah. You know, awareness isn't just one time, you know, like this one hit, oh, that, what a beautiful aha moment or insight. That's it. No, like, what does that look like now daily for you? Yeah. What does that look like weekly for you? What needs to happen for you to be more present in your life? Mm -hmm. And then once you identify that, take action. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up as you say that is like, yeah, like it's one thing to know what to like. It's one thing to be theoretical and have all the knowledge in the world, but true mm -hmm. wisdom is the physical application of that knowledge. Yes. Right. And then, and that, involves some form of execution, some sort of actionable. And I'll add to that, like, hopefully it's grounded in the direction of where you want to go, who you want to become. Mm. Hopefully it's grounded in, in love, truth, abundance, da, 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 whatever else. So, and I truly feel even on that point, you just said there, I truly feel that if you're in your body more, you, it will come from love. It will come from abundance. But if you're in your mind, there's a higher chance that it'll come from fear or ego. Yeah. She it's good. It's good, man. You feel complete with that? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think cool. so. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's move on. Your turn. Okay. Number three. Yes. <laughs> Get strong. Not just physically, but by disciplining your awareness and sensitivity all while strengthening your nervous oh. system to hold and conduct massive amounts of energy. <laughs> I just spoke to that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I love the fact that he says not just physically, because mm -hmm. for a lot of men, that's the go-to, mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of men, that is the go-to physically to be strong. And I get it. I really do in terms of like our natural DNA and how like maybe in the past, the strongest, the fittest survive, right? That Darwin theory, I get that. And sitting here in 2022, I hope and pray that you are also strong emotionally, mm. spiritually, right? Cognitively, like, Essentially, wherever, wherever um, is your edge or is maybe your weak, your weak points, that's where you need to give a little bit more emphasis towards. That's where you need to lean into that a little bit more so that you can be this well-rounded, conscious, grounded man. And let's take it a layer deeper, human being. Mm. I'll stop there. How about you? <laughs> 
It's really good, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I feel like at the in the second point, I spoke a lot to what's coming up for me exactly in this point. Yeah, and you you touched on it about that physically, physically piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conducting a lot, massive amounts of energy, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe I will speak to that a little bit. It's like there's going to be situations in your life where you're going to be in a lot of conflict, or there's going to be a lot of conflict inside of you. Maybe that's an argument with your partner maybe that's your kid having a fit maybe that's maybe maybe someone's trying to start a fight with you at a bar or at a restaurant or something yeah to me those are situations where there's a lot of energy wanting to move somewhere are you able to be present with that do you have a nervous system that can meet that with groundedness with poise, with love, or are you going to react to it because your nervous system isn't strong? You collapse or you run away or you attack back unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we create a stronger nervous system, emotionally, mentally, physically, what ends up happening is we're able to really slow down and respond and not react. So that, that'll probably be the piece that I'd like to share. I'm not sure if anything comes up for you when I say that, but that's that's absolutely beautiful. And it just goes to show, man, that it's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected. Your physical, your spiritual, your mental, your emotional. It all impacts how you show up in the world, how you lead yourself. And once again, <laughs> we've said it before, we'll say it again. It's, it takes time. It truly takes time. And it's not something that just happens one, like, okay, read it, read it in this book, got it. Or I, I listened to the King of Hearts podcast, got it. No, like, this is you doing it for years. Like when you read this book, John says he's been doing this for over 20 years, 20 years. Guys takes time this is a slow burn and he says that in the book as well i'm literally just quoting him this is a slow burn and that for and that for men sometimes can be daunting because there's no end point there's no there's no that. like i remember that point i remember that point yeah, said that. i highlighted no, it there's no like okay we're done like this is the structure this is the framework that can be for some men daunting because mm-hmm. you want an end point however mm-hmm. to me this is the beautiful divine paradox of being in a leadership position Mm -hmm. there's no cap there's no ceiling and your awareness and your consciousness just continues to expand Mm. hence the universe it is always expanding you guys like (laughs) macro (laughs) and micro like and yeah and uh, it's the it's, paradox. I love that you said macro and micro. It's both. Yeah, it's both. So many, so many people, man. It's like it's either all macro, too heady, right? Mm. Too, too grand. And some people, it's too, too micro. Getting lost in all the little dramas of life. It's like, can you dance with both? I'm sure, we'll get there. dance with both. Yeah, it's both. like double Dutch with both. <clears throat> double Deutsch. Double double Deutschkeys. No, not that part, but... um, (laughs) Okay, you want to go to before? (laughs) No double Deutschkeys? No. All right, right, number four. (laughs) Prioritize grounded depth over comfort in your life. Get highly sensitive to the truth of your heart and the power of your intention. Good. I like that, man. Good. That's good. Prioritize grounded depth over comfort. Man, there you go. How many times have we rejected going deep mm-hmm. with your partner, with you fill in the blank over comfort, over your comfort zone? Yeah. I'm guilty. And then get highly sensitive to the truth of your heart. 
Mm-hmm. That involves being in your body. That involves, yeah. you know, getting out of your head. <clears throat> and, you know, th- there's an illusion to comfort. And I'll, say, on, I'll say more. Is that <laughs> it's, it may appear as comfort short term, but long term, when we keep on choosing comfort and pleasure, whilst we ignore the truth of the moment or something that's really wanting to be felt, it's going gonna, it's gonna to chip at us low key mm-hmm. and uh, subconsciously or unconsciously. Yeah. You know, we're going to wake up each day and feel like there's something missing in life. Well, what's missing? There's a different pain to that. So a different discomfort to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just like this, do you choose a slow burn of discomfort over a long period of time? Or do you just face it right off the bat? Meet it fully, meet it fully. Dude, I love that. And what comes up for me and I tell guys all the time is when you're at the gym doing any type of physical activity, do you get better being in your comfort zone? Mm. No. Mm -hmm. You are to, to be faster, to be stronger, to be, you fill in the blank. You are constantly being outside your comfort zone. Now, No one's saying you jump into the deep end if you've never been in the deep end. But hey, if we can go 1% outside of our comfort zone every day, that's a lot incrementally. You know? However, if you want to jump in with two feet and just do it once every month, well, then yeah, guess what? Your nervous system may not be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with the gym when you tell people. You don't go in on the first day and start bench, bench press 200 pounds when you've never done that. Well, then, yeah, you're going to be sore the next day. And then most likely you're going to be like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But if you go in five pounds to start and we add on five pounds every month or every whatever the container is, you look back and you're like, wow, amazing. And it's the same thing, you guys. It's this, Men, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. That's all I got. It's beautiful, man. (laughs) Shall we move on? Yes, sir. Number five, align with the feminine in your life by truly understanding what the feminine in all forms wants and needs from you. I love that. Mm -hmm. I pass the baton to you. What comes up? (laughs) What comes up is to clarify for, for listeners, like what, what it means when we say the feminine, what feminine. does that mean? Yeah. Right? Like, well said. What, what does that encompass? So I'm like, just listing it off here myself is like first instinct for a lot of guys. when they think the feminine is like, Oh yeah. Like my, my, my lover, if she's a woman, just feminine. Sure. Yeah. yeah that, that, that counts. Another form of the feminine is your kids. Another form of the feminine is your own emotions. Yep. Another form of the feminine is nature, earth. What is your relationship to the environment, to the land? Mm-hmm. So feminine, fe- the feminine comes in many, many, many forms. What is your relationship yeah. to it? Because how you show up one way with the feminine in, in, in the environment will bleed into how you show up with the feminine with your kids, which will show up on how you meet the feminine within yourself, your own emotions. Well said, Andy. And a lot of the times when, 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 when we reflect on what does the feminine need for me, a lot of the times it boils down to, it needs you to trust. It needs you to relax. It needs you to surrender. It needs you to open, to receive, receive, yeah. receive, receive. The feminine is about receiving. The masculine is about giving. Mm. Providing, mm-hmm. giving. The, the, the feminine is about receiving, nurturing, nourishing. Mm-hmm. So a, a question that you guys can ask yourself is, what do you need in order to feel more surrender? What do you need in order to feel more trust? What do you need to, in order to feel more love in your life? <laughs> Magic. I don't know if- I don't know if I have anything else to add to that, dude. I think you, I think you nailed, you hit that. that well, that's a home run. 
Well, let me ask you a question and maybe this could be just a little bit personal. It's like, yep. what, yep. what form of the feminine in your life right now needs your attention? I would say probably like a romantic partner, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think for myself, I think I feel, I know, uh, I've done a lot of work by myself, you know, and the next chapter looks like having, uh, having a partner, you know, to, to teach me things that I can't do on my own, you know, mm. to reflect things to me that I am oblivious to. Right. Or, yeah. So I feel like that's where <laughs> my feminine journey needs work. Amen. Yeah. Aho. And so, and so with that, like, again, I love how you look to in all forms, because once again, for the conscious grounded masculine, for the King, he is aware of both polarities. He is aware and he knows when to use both in unison and just like it just like in our logo the two wings and that baha'i saying you, you need both wings to be in alignment healthy strong so that the bird can fly mm. if only the masculine wing is strong and the feminine wing is weak will that bird fly yeah maybe but not but not sore mm. you know won't have longevity right Mm, I like that, man. It's really good. So there you go. So if you're sitting here listening to this podcast thinking, oh, feminine energy, feminine, I don't know what is like weak or it's not manly. I respectfully challenge you to reconsider because you are letting yourself down. Yeah. I'll end there. It's good. I like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, you know, something that maybe we'll say at the end of this podcast is around, we'll ask, we'll ask listeners to provide feedback. Which point stands out the most for you? Which one would you like to hear more about? Cause I can feel, I feel like each of these topics can be its own episode or its own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's own whatever it needs to be. Right. For sure. For sure. We're just, we're just skimming the surface guys. This is like an iceberg. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ready? Yep. Number six. It's good. Become masterful in the art of sexual and energetic polarity. It will empower everything you do in the world in amazing and unexpected ways. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I like it like that. I said I like it like that. Um, dude, start us off. Yeah, that to me, I would say, is one where, like, if I had to pick one, <laughs> that's where Unicode needs work. Ooh, cool. If, I, if I'm being bold, ruthless, <laughs> vulnerable, transparent, yeah, and and, and really understanding how my sexuality shows up as a black man, as the Inuqua in 2022. Mm. And so for me, like it's definitely somewhere where I need to work. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. yeah thanks for revealing that. What comes up for me is that this sixth point isn't about sexuality in just in the form of like the bedroom or mm -hmm. I, yep. I think what he, re I think what the point really alludes to is around masculine and feminine dynamics. Yep. Under understanding how to access, how to use, how to play with both spectrums mm -hmm. to help you navigate life better. I, I have found that personally, I, I look at diff I look at business even differently these days. I'm able to polarize certain situations in business because I've practiced it in relationship. Yep. And that's I think that's what it that that's what it means when he when the line says everything you do in the world in amazing and unexpected ways. Yep. You'll be surprised that when you start to put work into masculine, feminine polarity and dynamics that 
all areas of your life are going to skyrocket. Of course. How you do one thing is how you do everything. We've said that a million times. Absolutely. And yeah, there's a level of mastery that you can achieve with this. That's ongoing. Yeah. Never, never ending. And just when you think that you've mastered it, there's going to be a beautiful new lesson for you to, uh, <laughs> to, unpack. to face, to unpack and face in, in, yeah. in, this, in the in the realm of polarity. Mm-hmm. Realm mm-hmm. of polarity. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really love. I really love that you alluded to point number six outside of the bedroom and and sex and what have you. Because yes, that's part of it, and it's so much more than that. Yeah. So, and and it's part of it because the sexuality part, the bedroom, is part of it because this is where a lot of men we want to win. We want to we want to be good. We want to be good in relationship. We want to be good at attracting a partner. We want to be good at being magnetic and and having good sex and having deep intimacy. We want that. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a part of the conversation and. It's so much bigger than just that at the same time. It's the macro and, and the micro, micro. again. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Lovely. Number seven, do the inner work to honor, understand and express your own feminine nature, your capacity to feel and transmit the full expression of your gifts depends on it. Mm. What comes up, sir? What comes up is men, you guys need to feel your emotions. You guys need to understand, learn, get curious about why you feel the, 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 the way you do. Your definitions or your stories around certain emotions like crying sadness grief or anger or jealousy what does all that mean how does all that feel are you able to create space within yourself to experience these things because so much of our society past and present our fathers and grandfathers, our ancestors for, for their own reasons. It's not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame them for their own reasons. They needed to shut down that part of themselves. Right. But the new masculine paradigm, is not about that. The new masculine paradigm is about being whole again. The new masculine paradigm means to feel again to integrate those feelings, to relate, to share, to expose, to reveal those feelings with people close to us, to deepen intimacy from that place, mm. to lead from that place. So yep. that's what comes up for me, man. I think it's great. Yeah. Do the inner work. Simply put, do no the day, inner work. No days off. Yeah. Preach. Exactly. You do the inner work. Um, yeah, dude, like what's coming through as you were sharing is just like, you know what, guys, like you look at a little boy when he comes into the world and he is play, he is love, he is laughter, he cries, he shares all his emotions. And it's not, not until he gets conditioned, programmed into what our society says he should do or should feel that we start, you know, putting a cap on some of these things or not feeling them. And so to me, I'm like, you cannot sit here as a conscious grown man and say that, oh, that's not what men do. Because low key, there's a little boy inside of you. There will always be a little boy inside of you. Mm. He's not going anywhere. You know, and if, and if you aren't willing to do the inner work to sit with him and hear him out, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm. Truly, you are. And that will bleed into your other relationships. Mm. Because again, if you can't, 
if you can't honor that relationship with your inner child, with your five-year-old, four-year-old self, how do you expect to do that to other, for others? It's always an inside-out job. So that's what comes up for me. And I'll tell you right now, that's why I continue to show up and do the work. That's why I continue mm-hmm. to do the inner work. Mm-hmm. So that when I have a partner, so that when I have little ones, and even if I don't, when I interact with my friends' little ones or little ones that I, that I don't know, that it's coming from a place of absolute love. Because that's what they're exuding. That's all they know. That's all they know. And we are the ones that tell them otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. That's good. <laughs> I'm captivated. It's good. Good word. Okay. Next one. Yeah? Feel good? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. That's good. Ooh, I like this one. It's one of my favorites. Ooh. Utilize other committed men to discipline yourself, to create an impeccable relationship to truth, depth, freedom, and love. Their loving challenge will become one of the enduring gifts of your life. This is, it would be weird if this wasn't part of the 10. Yeah. I just want to highlight committed men. Not just any man. Not just any man. Not just yes men, not just whoever. Like we're talking committed men that are also doing the work. Other men that are going to hold a mirror to you. Other men that are going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's what comes up for me, man. Yeah. And uh, committed men also doesn't mean like perfect men, like men that you put on a pedestal either. Mm Mm-hmm. A committed man could just be a regular dude, but he's all in. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. I, I say that because sometimes, sometimes men have a hard time finding the group or the, the tribe for them is because they set the standard so freaking high that they're always like, nope, this is not for me. This is not good enough. Nope, this group is not good enough. They're not, they're not high performers. Nope. No, it's not about high performing. It's not about perfect men. It's about committed men. You, I, think, I think you said a word, and correct me if I'm wrong if you didn't say it, but willingness to do the work. To me? Sure. <laughs> Tell the guy I've said something like that. <laughs> take, take it, yeah. Take it. Willingness to do the work, to me, is what a committed man is all about. It's mm-hmm. like he, he's not perfect. He's flawed. He's struggling. He has his own pains and traumas and insecurities. And... He's here. Present. He shows up. Present with you. Looking in your eyes. Broken, maybe sometimes, maybe even broken within himself, but he's there and present with you, asking mm-hmm. you questions, not judging you because he knows that he's been there himself. Yeah. That, that is a committed man. That is a type of man that you want to surround yourself with. That is sharp iron sharpens iron. Not these. Preach. Not these perfect ideas of what you think a man is because you'll be looking forever. Mm -hmm. Well said. You'll be looking forever. And you'll also always be comparing yourself to them because you pedestal them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought this notion of putting men on a pedestal. No man should be put on a pedestal. And that's not to say at the same time that you don't have awe and reverence, you know, and, mm-hmm. and honor and respect this man. You can have all that and yet still know this man is also flawed. He's human. He has his emotions, you know, and he doesn't always show up to the best. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing to know. I'm, like, honestly, that's a beautiful thing to know. That this man puts on his pants the same way I do. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, and I just want to give some, some healthy context to that pedestal piece too. It's like to give maybe some men or listeners here to an understanding of why we pedestal uh, other men. Oftentimes, bro, we did not have a good role model growing up in life. So we expect the world from, from the man that you wish you had in your father. 
Mm. That's why I, I want to add that piece because I don't want to just tell guys not to pedestal, man. It's like, no, but this is why we do. Mm-hmm. This is why we behave. This is why we think and feel the way we do around that piece. And the opposite is true. Sometimes we don't pedestal men, but we, we critique the crap out of every guy. We're better than everyone. We could, we could, we critique them because also we didn't have the role model that we wish we had in our fathers. Yeah. So it can go both ways, but both 100%. are, both ways are extremes though. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. any extreme we know in this world isn't the healthiest. Nope. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add to that? No, move on, bro. This is good. Okay. Here we go. Number nine, wake up to the present moment and make it count. Death is coming. Mm. I love that. As soon as I hear that, I think Marcus Aurelius, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. That's that's Stephen Covey. That's Stephen Covey? That's not Marcus Aurelius? Nope. Marcus Aurelius... Marcus Aurelius just said, contemplate death. Okay, then I love that too, then. Here we go. Mm. I love that Marcus Aurelius says, contemplate death. Because, you know, we said this in our, in our King's Council call recently around death. is like the king, he, he, he has a beautiful relationship to death. Mm. And he's aware of the macro and the micro of death. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm pretty sure both you and I kind of alluded to this is like, actually, no, it was you that brought it up. Like there are, there are micro deaths that we have in the seasons of our lives. Yes. Right. Like what you're going through a business ending, that is a micro death, you know, yeah. a relationship ending. That is a micro death, you know, shedding of shedding of your old self. That is a micro death. Yes. You know, and then there's also the macro death. You know what? Losing someone who we love and who we love and, and cherish, you know, there's a mic, there's a macro death of yourself that you will one day, you will also, you will also not be here. That is the ma- macro death, death yeah. you know? And so with that, the divine paradox is, Hey, how are you, how are you consciously choosing to show up in the world? Knowing that, knowing that, you will not be here one day. Mm. And to me, that, that I don't have fear on that. That, if anything, inspires me and puts a fire under my ASS to show up to the best of my abilities every day and to be love. Mm. So that's what comes up for me. <laughs> I like that, man. Man, death is coming. <laughs> it's the, it's the yeah. one thing that's the, it's the one thing that's guaranteed. Yeah, death and taxes, they say. <laughs> we always, you know, we're always questioning like, oh, will I have kids? Or when am I going to have a relationship? Or when will I have my million dollars? Or, you know, it's like this a lot of, sometimes there's this ambiguity about life. But this, there's one thing that's for sure, is that death is coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to scare anybody. No, like, no. You know, we get a choice, right? Like we get a choice to look at death and choose fear. Or to look at death and choose love and yeah. to choose love, to choose a love in death is to allow it to inspire us to be better yeah. every single moment, every single day. That is choosing sure. love For sure. in death. Choosing yeah. fear in death is to always overanalyze our actions or to control uh, the outcome to per, to close down and be rigid and li- be play small. Yeah. Worry all the time. Yeah. That's choosing fear and death. But the, 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 the invitation, especially through leadership, like conscious leadership is to open to love, right? Yeah. King of hearts, hearts, heart, love, heart space, heart chakra. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Mufasa coming through me again, you know, when he's talking to Simba and he's like, man, like everything has a cycle, yeah. you know, everything has a cycle. And, and it's just like death, death is a part of that cycle. And if anything, it gives richness and context to what we're 
consciously going through right now. Because if we if there was no death and everything was just ongoing, you'd be a thousand years old and be like, yep, been there, done that, seen it, nothing new. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I remember, I remember either reading something or watching it. Who knows where I get my input from these days? It's all over the place. However, death was death was personified. Uh. Death was a person, and death was saying, "I don't like how people treat me." Mm. <laughs> He's like, "I'm I'm not here. I'm not here to scare you. However, yeah. I am here to challenge you or to force you to." Take stock of what you have to remind you, to, to re- remind help you, you, to help you remember, to help yeah. you remember that your time here is finite. And, and that like, and, and that like you can do whatever you want. And I, and I love that. I absolutely love that. Like if you were to personify dear, fear, fear is not meant to scare you. Mm. So that's coming through for me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask this because we can talk about death until uh, until we die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Well, no, I'll stop there. I'll save. I'll save this question maybe for another time. Okay, you got to write it down and remember it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, should we go on to the final? Yes, sir. Point? Yeah. Good. Lead us. Lead us to victory. Commit to integ- Commit to integrating these pr- principles into your life as a never ending daily practice. True artfulness and creativity will flow from it. Magic. Yeah. It's like commit. We talked about commitment earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Integrate some keywords here. Integrate integrate. putting things into action so that they are solidified in your being. So you embody them. Daily, never ending daily practice, meaning there's no, there's days no off. finish line. <laughs> yeah. There's no days off. There's no finish line. Yeah. And small, keep it small. It doesn't have to be four hours of practice a day. It'd be 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. True artfulness and creativity will flow from there. Yeah. yeah. Because this is the, here, here's a little bit about like that masculine feminine polarity piece is when you give yourself a structure and create consistency, you become a safe haven for the life's magic to come to you. Yep. That's what he talks about with artfulness, creativity will flow from there. It's because all of a sudden art and creativity have a, has a container. It feels safe with you because you are committed. You show up daily, you're compassionate. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, life is like, okay, sweet. I would love for you to have, more money. I would love for you to experience the deepest love. I would love for you to feel all the emotion, the spectrum of it coming through you, coming through you. I would love for you to experience all of life's gifts, all of life's mysteries. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because you have created a safe place within your, within your own being. In your own being. Yep. I love that. Well said. (laughs) <laughs> um it's, it's interesting because as you were talking and i just read it like and, and, and i don't know if you alluded to this andy but like integrate the word integrate like if you break it down like in huh. to great like greatness that's why that's why i slowed it down yeah yeah. i love that dude it's so good yeah into great yeah, yeah. into great it's like and if, and if that was the origins of the word then High fives and butt taps. Well done. Like I love that. So um 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 yeah, you know, and 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 I'll and I'll just say like and and we talked about it earlier. This is a slow burn. This is a slow burn. This is not a microwave solution. <laughs> this is crock pot. <laughs> this is long and low, as they say in the cooking world. Mm. And so Pace yourself. Pace yourself, mm. which then and which then ties back to a point before. Utilize other committed men. You surround yourself with conscious tribe and community, because as the saying goes, that you guys have heard us say all the time: you want to go fast, go alone. 
You want to go far? Run with a pack. Mm. And so for the lone wolf that's listening to this, this is part of men's work. This is part of leadership, truly, mm-hmm. so that you can have the emotional stamina, the physical stamina to show up on the days that you're like, why am I doing this work? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. I'm not getting the and, and And you know what, Andy? Like, I had this epiphany as I was reading it. The, one of the reasons why I think a lot of men aren't willing to do the work, because you don't have any cheerleaders cheering you on. Mm. as you're as you're dropping your dad wound mm. or your mom wound there's no one sitting there being like hey well done hey high fives dude your muscles are looking really big dude nice abs dude you can squat 500 mm. no one's doing that when you're mm-hmm. doing the inner work mm. nobody is doing that mm. so i i can i can totally wrap my head around why the modern man isn't willing to consistently do that in a world where you get, you get praised and you, you're given accolades for what you do, right? For what you do, not for who you're becoming. Mm. You see the flaw in our system, you guys? This, this, is how, this is how it like it bleeds into how we show up as human beings now. Mm. Oh man, <laughs> these are the downloads I'm getting, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh, good. Dude. I like it, man. Yeah. So having anyway. a, having a hype crew is so, so much better. <laughs> and and yeah, and you're right. Then the thing about the lone wolf is he doesn't know that until he has it. His his story is his story. The lone wolf has a lot of stories in his mind about uh, about judgment around people, not celebration. So the, the edgy, the edgy piece for lone wolves is to get into community, to be surprised by what you actually receive mm-hmm. from, from a men's group or from uh, a greater community, whatever that is for you. Sheesh. Good. Uh, ah, let's take a breath there because. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of wisdom there, guys. Real, realistically speaking, we should have took a breath through each one of those points, <laughs> but uh Amazing. Okay, great. Um, kind of to close this off, I, I, I want to. Me- I really do want to mention King's Council. Yeah, because, do it. Do it. Because uh, we're launching the next cohort here in the fall, most likely September officially, and we want to invite guys into into our community, the Kings of Hearts, King's Council. Uh, it's a men's group that we do twice a year. Maybe in the future, it'll become three times a year, and it's a journey. It's a journey that we take guys on within themselves and together as a council. Every king needs a council. And it's a journey that spans across 16 weeks, four months, well, four months slash 16 weeks. And we go through our four pillars, character, awareness, character, (laughs) vulnerability, and service. And we just finished the last cohort here recently. And the guys are full. The guys are purposeful. The guys are sharper. The guys are more present. Everything that we talked about in, this, in, in John Wineland's 10 points here is what a man can experience in the King's Council container, can confidently yep. say. Yep. Uh, so we invite you in. So if, you, if that piques your curiosity or if you feel something in your body right now, anything, just entertain the idea of it and jump on our website, www.kingshearts.com. Click join a men's group and all the details will be there for you. Cheer We'll see you there. Um, last thing before we go, what we just went through with John Wyland and his book is our humble perspective. <laughs> you know, so don't take anything that we said on this podcast and associate it to John. <laughs> so I just want to preface and say that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and get his again, book, get his yeah, book, get his, <laughs> get his book. There's no promo for us, but get the book. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Can you this, read out? Can, great. You, can you read out the, the name and the, 
the name again. Or just, you can even show it because this will be good for YouTube. Yeah, John Wyland from the core, a new masculine paradigm for leading with love, living your truth. I can't read the last part. You're moving it. Oh, you're oh, I thought you were just reading it on general. <laughs> living your truth and healing the world. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I was moving my head around as you were. Oh, sorry. Dancing. I thought you were reading it yourself and just playing around with me. Never mind. Cool. Great. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Well done. That's it. Thank you. Appreciate you. I salute you, bro. Boom. I salute you. If you're listening to this, one last message, share this episode with all your friends and family. It goes a long way. Cheers. We meet again. Thanks for making time to listen to the King of Hearts podcast. We hope you found something meaningful and impactful in today's dialogue. This conversation with us ends here. However, the conversation with you and your community also starts here. Follow us on Instagram at the kings of dot hearts for everything king of hearts and our website is www.kingshearts.com until we meet again be well